0: hello there and what is going on it is captivate insider this is episode number 24 i hope you are keeping well and safe and that you are smashing through your podcast goals for 2022 so far i'm your host my name's gary i'm the head of design here at captivate and each week i'll take you behind the scenes talking about some of the features that we've worked on or are in development some industry stuff and some tips and tricks about using captivate to power your podcast This week, I'm joined by uh, one of our developers, Pierre. You've heard him on the show a few times now. He's a really cool guy. And we're going to talk about podcast websites. And it's kind of a theme I'm going to be going through for the next few weeks here on Captivate Insider, where I'm going to revisit some of the very cool features um, from the Captivate platform and chat to one of our team members about what went into building that and some of the design and technical Um, bits and bobs in getting that out the door to our users but also a bit of a um, a, a recap and a refresh on some of those things that you may have not used yet for your own podcast if you're using Captivate and some of the um, tips and tricks to make sure you're getting the most out of those features and podcast websites is always an interesting one to me because it's something that's been around for donkey's years within our industry right so it's one of those very cool features that um, most hosts these days will, will offer us some kind of website to go along with your podcast. And um, for the most part, they're all very similar. You know, they'll, they'll generate a nice page for you. They'll list out all of your audio episodes. Um, you'll be able to create a nice header and and away you go. Job done. So what I want to do is talk about, with Pierre, talk about some of the things that went into building our version of offering a website for your podcast, a little bit of history as you um, As a company, and our founders, Mark and Kieran, they actually pioneered the whole um, website to go with your podcast many moons ago. um, Before Captivate was a thing, those guys built um, a business called Podcast Websites, and as the name suggests... Um, It was focused on making sure that you have a kick-ass website that powers your podcast and a bunch of additional functionality within that. So I'm going to talk to Pierre about that stuff now, a little bit of history about how we got that working, some technical stuff to consider as we built that feature, and then how to actually get this feature turned on within the Captivate platform, and a couple of things that are musts, a couple of must-haves to get this feature rocking and rolling. So without further ado, here's my chat with Pierre. Enjoy. Hello Pierre, welcome to Captivate Insider number 24, it's good to have you back on the show buddy, it's been a little while, how are you doing? It,
1: it has been a little while, um, you know, 20, 24 feels, feels like more like three, <laughs> I actually don't think I've appeared more than three times so far, so yeah, that might be accurate, um, yeah I'm doing well, and yourself?
0: Uh, I'm doing very well, thank you, I'm just trying to get my head around that mind melter, that 24 feels more like three. It, it certainly does. <laughs> You're right with that one. Um, yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, very cool. I'm trying to remember the last one that you are on, what we spoke about. I think it was, uh, oh, you and I went through uh, all of the um, really cool features from the Captivate platform and told people what they should and shouldn't be, or advising what they should absolutely have turned on and how to use that stuff correctly. So this is kind of a follow-on, I guess, and uh, diving into a bit more detail, because we did mention Captivate sites on that very show, so... Yeah,
1: indeed,
0: indeed. So foreshadowing
1: uh, the the questions uh, you're going to ask.
0: I don't waste my nights, dude. I, I type all this stuff down and plan it all out meticulously, and I don't leave anything out. Yep, yeah. that's a lie. So moving on. How's the world been for you, buddy? How's uh, how's dev and tech life? All good.
1: It's it's always always a different uh, a different sunrise every day it's something something new something weird uh something uh interesting borrowed
0: something new
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i was I was sort of going down that line but then i didn't really know where it was going but yeah it's going well um getting to work on a lot of different different features which will be coming soon dear listener
0: indeedy yes yeah, spoiler alert so we've got some cool stuff that's going to be coming your way very soon and uh it's always very cliched when I talk to you and, and other members of the team because it almost feels like um, it almost feels like a job interview. That that question and that specific answer. So um, because we're a, a small, close knit team, we obviously work on very. It's, it, the variety is there every day it's not a lie that's a we do wear many hats and we work on lots of different things but it almost um you know when you have a, when you go for a job interview or somebody asks you what do you like about your job it's like i like i work on new things every day it's like the the de facto um kind of answer but it's true it's totally true yeah
1: and and they tend not to like it when you say something really strange which i will spare the lovely listeners <laughs>
0: indeedy yes so we will move swiftly on from that because this is not an interview i'm not interviewing you dude this is not for you to replace me as the host of captivate insider although that just might you happen wait, one day
1: just you wait
0: it might happen you never know we might do a bit of a relay get someone else to do it but uh what you're talking about um as the uh as our listener will know as i wax lyrical in the the opening intro we're talking about captivate sites which is a feature that you have within the captivate platform which is very swanky and very cool and more importantly how do you increase your your reach as a podcaster as a content creator with that feature and we've got some some discussion points to go through so first first of all then out the traps uh, the big one so do you actually need do you need a website to accompany your podcast it's like um the, it's the thing that's been doing the rounds within the podcast industry for many moons and as I mentioned, again, in the intro theme, our co-founders, Mark and Kieran, they actually started within the podcast industry doing that very thing, which is having a, a, a dedicated uh, website for your podcast that goes hand in hand. It was called Podcast Websites, and you know it, it's, uh, it sort of took the industry by storm a little bit. It was the first dedicated service to get you up and rocking and rolling with that stuff. So um, it's been the bread and butter, if you like, for, for us for for many years now. So From a content creator's perspective, do you need one? Yes or no?
1: I am going to have the hot take of saying (laughs) you don't absolutely need one. Uh, However, it is something that I think brings a little bit extra to your your presence online that you should strongly consider doing. There are definitely some people who can get away with or don't necessarily need this thing, but I think the vast majority of use cases yeah you you pretty much you pretty much do need one um, so I guess no <laughs> strictly, but yes generally um, <laughs> because yeah I think I think it's just it just is a good way to have. Some some place that you can share an easily listenable thing to, I guess, not just your standard podcast listeners who are probably, you know, using Apple Podcasts or Spotify or one of the major podcast listening um, apps, but also just like general people um, who maybe aren't even in podcasting yet but are interested in the sort of things that you have to say. And I think that um, in general, providing somebody with like an RSS feed, while great for most um, standard podcast listeners, it's not as good for that kind of of audience, that kind Mm. of new audience. And I don't think you really want to close yourself off to, you know, people who say don't by default listen to podcast apps. Because maybe that's a way to get people to start using those podcast apps with your um, feed and stuff. So yeah, I think I, I think it's leaving money on the table to to not <laughs> to not use one. But yeah, I love that dude. I love we'll it. Get into
0: my question. Was do you need one? Yes or no? And here we are. Yes and that's no. Yes and no.
1: With a lot of more elaboration.
0: Yes, and I'm glad you answered it that way actually because. Like many things with podcasting, you will hear um, lots of, I'm using air quotes now, you will hear and read lots of gurus and podcast entrepreneurs and, and all those sorts of people that will say an absolute to some of these questions. They will say, yes, you absolutely need to do this thing or you absolutely don't need to do that thing. When in reality, like you've just said, it really does depend on your on what you want to achieve with your with your podcast and your content and what your motives are in the first place for for starting that content etc so it's a good answer dude i'm glad you didn't say just yes because that would have been a real short boring answer just do we need one yeah next question so cool so the you you touched on actually a couple of the, the benefits of why um you you should have potentially <laughs> a podcast website and to dive into so, some of those things a bit more so for the listener who's a bit like okay this sounds kind of cool you know but what do I actually get out of having a, a, a website so there's a few things and I find there's there's many but I've picked out a few of them and the first one is uh, building your brand. So that's the big obvious one. So if somebody jumps into Spotify or Apple podcasts, any of the apps and services that you can listen to podcasts on or a smart speaker or something like that, they're only exposed to your your brand in a very limited way. So they'll only get, especially on a smart speaker, they'll only get your, your audio. And obviously, you know, unless you've got some futuristic holographic screen that pops out the top or something, but they'll only get your content and um when they listen on something like Spotify, it's just your cover art. So that's literally your only shot. And that links into one of our previous episodes, actually, and probably a future one around making sure you nail your your cover art. It leads into that a little bit. But anyway, that's the only thing that they'll see. With your own website, um, and one of the benefits of doing this with Captivate is that you can customise that to really put across your your branding especially if you've paid somebody to to go away and come up with a a logo for you and all of your color palette and your cover art and everything looks lovely and it's all good why not make the most of that why not you know create a website and um and and show the world the more than just a little tiny square little thumbnail on an app somewhere so that's the first thing dude so what's the what's your opinion on the branding side of things because as a as a Mm, I have to be careful here as a developer um uh what's the uh, I guess you might do in your spare time Pierre you might be offering a service where you're knocking up amazing cover art as a designer for people I don't know Mm -hmm. but as a developer um what's your take on on the branding side of things because it's a it's a biggie right for your own website
1: yeah I mean I think I think it's a really like it's a good sign of professionalism aside from anything else like it's it's not really something that um explicitly affects how people think but i think it does portray the right sort of like aura of you know i'm actually serious about doing this and i'm i'm putting in more than the absolute bare minimum um and i think that um those sorts of signifiers are actually quite important like it's it's sort of why you might want the music in your podcast to be kind of high quality or you might want your cover art to like look like it wasn't just drawn by you unless you're going for like that kind of aesthetic but typically you sort of want to convey that like you've put a lot of thought and effort into this thing and i think it's just another thing that helps to helps to get that across um Because obviously, the sort of subconscious thing is, well, if you've put a lot of effort into, um, you know, making a website, good cover art, good audio quality, all of that sort of stuff. Well, then maybe you'll have also put in a lot of effort into making good podcast content that the person will want to listen to. So I think that a lot of the effects are quite sort of, um, they're not necessarily subtle, but they're kind of like hard to immediately uh see but they i think they're actually quite powerful those kind of effects um Mm -hmm. and i think that people will pick up on if you're missing uh stuff like if yeah as as i say if your audio quality is crap people (laughs) will start going "Mm, maybe i just maybe this isn't even (laughs) worth listening to the first five seconds even if the next thing that you're about to say is going to be great um
0: Exactly. Yes. Yeah. My thoughts exactly on that. And, uh, and also with the branding and design sort of stuff, it's, um, it provides that level of consistency as well from other yeah. areas that people might see your, your stuff. So if you attended, if you were a, if you were a speaker at events and your podcast, um, it was all about the subjects and everything that you spoke about. And at this event, you were giving up business cards or whatever it was. And, um, you know, it had your branding which hopefully it would do and stuff if that later point they come to your website and they see the same and it's all consistent it does give off that and you nailed it It gives that professional um appearance so that's a big one the second one is um it is seo opportunities so with um you're with just a podcast without a website you're very you're very limited on how you can make yourself available to various search engines and and, and crawlers and bots and everything out there—not just Google, but you know there's a there's a few more that, that do the rounds with with podcast stuff. And without that, you're really relying on um, the the small algorithms within the apps to do the work that are within that tiny little ecosystem. So if you want to grow your podcast, and in some strange reason I guess you only wanted to grow within something like Spotify then you would need to make sure that you're absolutely nailing all of your show notes to make sure that Spotify is potentially picking up anything that you have within that content Uh, and that's great but in terms of making your reach like real far and wide and making your content available to the masses then the SEO side of things is really important because all of your show notes and will come onto something in an, another couple of points um you want to make that uh, searchable right you want to make that crawlable and available so when somebody goes onto google and just searches for something like i want to know more about insert your niche here chances are if you've had a podcast episode out and you've done your show notes properly and everything your 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 episode on your captivate site or whatever podcast you've got will flag up somebody lands on listens to your content they subscribe thumbs up everyone's happy so the SEO opportunities are really huge with that. And um, our our colleague, Sarah, um, I'll get her on another episode um, to talk more about that stuff in depth. But um, that's a big one too, right, dude? So this is kind of down your, your alley a little bit, right? The old SEO yeah. stuff.
1: And I think that that it's it's pretty important because as you say, there's like a limited pool of platforms. And if you decide, okay, I'm just going to focus on this one particular platform, you are kind of beholden to its algorithm um, and like we are all beholden to algorithms in general. Um, but it is definitely a good idea, I think, to sort of diversify your um, the, the areas in which people can discover you. It's great if people can discover you by word of mouth, by, you, you know, as you said, like business cards or whatever. Um, but also via just searching for something on Google, or yes, within within those individual platforms. And I think you just want to you just want to be available on as many different uh, avenues as possible, so that when uh, a potential listener is on one of those avenues, they might discover you. Um, and yeah, it's, it it feels like if you don't have a presence. Um, well, you're just missing out on some potential listeners, um, mm-hmm. so yes. it, do- it doesn't seem like a that, that great idea. Um, yeah, we do we do a bit of technical work to to make that SEO stuff uh, work really well right out of the box. But maybe we'll get onto that in a bit.
0: We will indeed. Yes. Um, the other the, the next two points, I kind of want to mash these together. So it was about increasing your engagement and also providing additional content to your to your listeners and potential listeners as well so uh, before i get to that there's one thought i just just meant, uh, thought of as you've been going through that and that is you can also treat your your website as like the the base of operations like your hub i guess for all all of your stuff which leads into into this here so going back to what i was saying earlier around If you're just putting your podcast out to the various directories, that's literally it. And like you were saying, you'll be to certain algorithms within those ecosystems and and so on. If If you have a website that you have more control over, you can have all of that stuff too. Obviously, you still put your podcast episodes out to those directories, but your website becomes the thing where you can start to bring more people in for engagement. So what I mean by that is you can... But there's one very cool feature which we'll come on to in a second within Captivate, and that is having the ability to grow your email list and have a starts to build up um, a subscription base via email, so you can then market to those people, um, which is a really cool, very easy feature to do within Captivate. But on top of that, because it's a website, you can do whatever you want with it. So you can have you can have additional things alongside your audio content. So you can have long form um, editorials and written articles and so on. You could have um if you have some kind of video content if you've got stuff on youtube you can bring that and embed that in there as well so many things that you can add into the website and then you've also got things like social sharing as well you can link off to the various social platforms that you're on um so those things also i guess they just they add into the big grab bag of tricks right that you want to get as much engagement as possible so um the the world's your oyster i guess right dude if you have your own fully customizable website it's all good
1: yeah and and certainly, I mean, I I'm aware of um, various platforms having sort of sometimes uh, slightly abusable content moderation policies, where, for example, you might get mass reported by some botnet, and then get and then find yourself uh, blocked off of that website for until you can get an appeal through, and you at that moment you're going to feel like, hmm it was a, it would have been a good thing to have my a more direct route to my audience rather than just um you know relying on youtube or twitter or um mm-hmm. any one of these individual places where you know you're you're a fairly small fish maybe they're not that concerned with you with dealing with your thing very quickly mm-hmm. um you know i think i think it's just a wise idea to Keep many irons in the fire
0: there you go. It's full of sayings and little <laughs> quotes this episode. I like it, yeah, so that's cool and um the, and the penny will drop as well there'll be There'll be a time where you're searching for something in you'll Google something and your your own podcast will come up in the, and it's a great feeling, and it's, it's that yes, I know that this stuff's working, and that's all powered by. Mainly, anyway, having a website for that stuff. I remember years ago running a pop culture podcast and somebody else had asked me something. Oh, this new film, uh, what's the the guy's name in that? And I did a quick Google search. About three or four down was... Uh, a link to my own website with the podcast episode that talks about that stuff and it was like oh this is cool so when when the penny drops and you you realize how powerful that is and then you realize that if i'm doing that then there's potentially thousands tens of thousands of other people doing that that are going to come across your content then then it's the way to go it's all good so for the moving on to the technical aspect of this then so i wanted to pick your brain a little bit obviously as you're a developer and you're you're the you're the you're the king bee's knees in terms of uh, uh, the tech stuff here at Captivate. So we we've mentioned a couple of times now about Mark and Kieran setting up podcast websites. That was very successful. Mass number of people saw the benefits of having that as a solution for their podcast. And then when we transitioned over to a hundred a, percent a hosting platform, but also wanting to offer that feature, what was the process? Do you know about bringing that stuff over in terms of technology? Did we? Uh, copy and paste, which I'm sure is not the answer, or was there a lot more consideration in building that feature?
1: I think a lot of it was um, all about learning the lessons that we had we had taken from from um, those early podcast websites days and applying what we had known. Um, it's it's one of those things within um, programming in general that uh, by the end of a project, you often know how you would implement it. If you were to start again from scratch, um, and often it's a lot less painful because you you know you know what you need to foresee going forward, and so it was kind of actually a good opportunity to do a bit of that because yeah we'd we'd already had a bunch of experience implementing um, sites for people, and um, so uh, Captivate sites was an evolution of that, and I believe it's even had uh, we we've even done an, another. Um, Sort of refresh of it uh since then mm-hmm. um and yeah so so it's more about like learning the learning the lessons uh of the of the past and applying them than strictly reusing every last bit of code because you know some of your old code you're like yeah this is not good i i will <laughs> i want to make this good uh so mm-hmm. i think that's an important important lesson as a human as well as uh as a coder. <laughs>
0: some good life advice as well yeah as well as coding advice nice cool and yeah we've got a couple of features that are in the that are in the pots boiling away so to speak that will feature on your captivate site in the future so keep your eyes peeled for for some more additions and stuff on that so it's looking good and okay so for the benefit of the listener who is hosting their podcast with Captivate or they're listening and thinking actually this sounds completely badass and I will now want to host my podcast with Captivate let's just run through the process of getting that set up so it's really really simple right so um, you head over to uh, there's a, a link in the left hand sidebar you head over to Captivate sites and you'll be presented with just one option and it just says enable you just flick it on and then you'll be presented with a bunch of customization options and you can run through that and you can upload your your logo, customize your colors, choose your layouts. Uh, it's all there ready to rock and roll. So nice and easy, dude.
1: Yeah. And I think that was one of our sort of kind of design mantras was we were trying to make it so that by default, it looked good and it worked well. So you switch it on, you, you hit save, as you say, and then you've got at least something that looks pretty, pretty good, works pretty well. And then you can add like a little you can customize it if you feel like it um, or just change the colors if that's the only thing that you want to um, touch. But yeah, there's quite a lot of different customization options. Um, and yeah, you can obviously fill it with the content that matters to you choosing a nice layout. But yeah, we try and make it so that it's really simple for, for that site to look really good and work really well and as, as as we've previously touched on you know show up in google as as well as anything you know um mm-hmm. so that's yeah I, th- I think we put in a lot of work so that you just <laughs> don't have to
0: uh yeah nice so we touched on seo so there's a dedicated section for that right
1: yeah and and you can put in your, your keywords and we'll give you advice about whether you're maybe putting in too many for google and like we've we've got that in lots of areas where we try and um inject as much domain knowledge that we have uh into our forms so if you were doing this on your own or if you were getting somebody else to do this for you there are lots of like little pitfalls like google will sometimes downrank you if you put in a lot of keywords um but some people will not knowing that Google do that. And like, you know, it's not just about this, the, the settings that we offer you. It's about the fact that we will advise about how to use them in a way that will benefit you the most. Um, mm-hmm. Because, yeah, having a few keywords that are accurate is a lot more valuable than just oh, a, a thousand that um, Google will then go, oh, he's got a thousand. Uh, it must just none of them apply. So... You will never rank for those, any of mm-hmm. them. Um,
0: so yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So over in the the captivate site section on the website, if you um, head over to the tab that says SEO and sharing, there's a, a website meta section there where you can use that to, as Pierre said, to use your keywords and a proper title and stuff, and you can you can have a unique bespoke description that will show up in google results and other search and stuff which is very cool and the the other option that i just wanted to mention which is a real a real cool thing that we spoke about briefly earlier is in terms of engagement and getting people to engage with your yourself and your, your podcast and, and build a subscriber Uh, list so that you can market to them in the future is we have uh, an email opt-in section that you can turn on you don't have to have it on but you can turn it on and it creates a full width section on your captivate site and um, you can upload your own bespoke image that goes beside the form and um, yeah you can give that a title and a subtitle so you can really very clearly and succinctly lay out the benefits to people of subscribing so that's very cool and there are two ways to do that you can Whichever email subscription service you're with, whether it's MailChimp or something like that, you can grab just the raw HTML form and paste it into, into Captivate. Or uh, we also have an integration with Aweber. So if you head over to the integration screen and link your Aweber account, when you're back on that section on Captivate sites, there's a drop down for Aweber and it does all the magic for you. So that's very, very cool. So explore that as well. So get that rocking and rolling. And that's going to tie it up, dude, for... Um, in terms of enabling that via Captivate, but lastly, I did want to just create a bit of balance on this one, uh, on this last point, because we've spoken very positively about all the reasons and benefits why you should do this, but it's it's not for everybody, right? This is not the this is not the thing that you absolutely must do with your podcast, but there are reasons, right, why you would not want to do a podcast website.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think that, that probably one of the most straightforward ones is if you want to keep your podcast private, right? If you only want it for a f- few people, then it doesn't really make sense to open it up to the whole world. Um, and, you know, that could be because you're um, using your podcast as a sort of company podcast where it's, you know, internal only. Um, or it could be that you already have a, um, a site elsewhere. You know, that's also totally reasonable. Uh, maybe you've already sorted it out. Um, I think that, it, yeah, as, as we say, it makes sense for most people, but we don't force it on every single user. We we like obviously let you customize it. And um, so based on what, what's good for you.
0: Indeedy. Yes. So that's probably one of the considerations that Uh, You should probably think about when you're, especially for newbies, right, when you've just started your podcast and you're thinking about mid to long term, if you are thinking that that far ahead or if you're just dipping your toe in the water, like loads of things, actually go back and I'll stick a link in the show notes back to episode, whatever it was when you and I were talking about, I think we've handpicked like half a dozen features out of Captivate that you should be using and stuff. And I think on a few of those, we started it with make sure that you try and turn this on and get it rocking and rolling when you first start your podcast so this is not as not really like that because as we've said you can turn it on on at any time and it will just render out all of your episodes for you and do all that but in terms of the engagement stuff you want to start building your email list as early as possible because it's those early adopters and the people that have listened to your show for a long time the old grizzled ancients they'll be the ones that um will be sort of the ambassadors for your show so as pierre said at pierre pierre as pierre said at the very beginning some of some podcast marketing is word of mouth that's just the, the natural order of things so if you've got those ambassadors for your show that will shout about it for you they're the early guys they're the ones that have listened to you for a while so uh, at least get your podcast website turned on early and get that email opt-in feature rocking and rolling so that you can then start to market to your listeners but
1: although i don't think they necessarily all like to be referred to as grizzled ancients Uh, sometimes sometimes they prefer you know loyal Loyal listeners, <laughs> something that doesn't reference their grizzled nature or advanced age.
0: <laughs> yeah, there is that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Loyal, loyal listeners and long time listeners, I guess. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie, dude. Well, we're going to wrap there. That's been really useful. And um, thank you very much for. Um, uh, a bit of an insight into the technical side of things with this and uh and your thoughts again on just the, the the podcast industry and users and and having a website for your podcast yes or no it's been very cool so thank you very much dude
1: yeah, thanks for having me
0: thank you very much pierre such a cool chat with that guy i love working with pierre it's very very cool him and i over the last i've been at captivate now for Oh, Come up to a year and a half now, I think. And Pierre was there for a little bit before I joined. And um, over that time, we've really grown together uh, in terms of considerations as, as as designers and developers, as podcasters, for our users' needs and everything. So we have a really cool workflow between us now, and um, we're able to to very, very effectively work collaboratively on, on features and whatnot. So I love working with Pierre. He's such a cool guy, and his experience and his knowledge is very very cool so thank you so much buddy for taking the time out of your day that was awesome thank you very much and he'll be on the show again soon i'm sure so uh, listen out for pierre he'll be back at some point that was episode 24 thank you so much for checking out captivate insider once again for another week it's great to have you here listening make sure you're following and subscribing to this podcast just do a search for captivate insider or head over to our website, our Captivate website that we generated, which is on insider.captivate.fm. You can listen to all of the episodes on there for free, plus you can link off to Captivate social channels, etc. And if you're not using Captivate yet to power your podcast, you can do that with our seven-day free trial. Just head over to Captivate.fm. You can sign up for seven days completely free. All the features are unlocked for you. Kick the tyres, see what you think. I'm sure you'll be impressed with our feature set and get the podcast website rocking and rolling head over to captivate websites the option on the left hand sidebar turn that on and have a play it's very awesome so get that rocking and rolling and if you host a podcast elsewhere that's all cool but if you're thinking about a change and you want to try out some other features and whatnot then you can bring your podcast over to captivate really quickly super simple takes a few minutes to transfer over and again for those seven days you've got everything unlocked completely free so until next week for another episode of Captivate Insider. Take care of yourself and happy podcasting.